Need a pep talk? Come hang with us weekly while we serve up realness with a side of sass and help you learn to love yourself in every shape, size, and season. We laugh, we cry, we dig deep, we shoot the shit, we feel our feels, and we highlight the real. I'm Becca. And I'm AMQ. And this is... I got you, boo. Hello, hello. Hi. Welcome Ooh, back. I'm Ooh, that was a good one. <laughs> See, you felt when it was, you feel when it's a good one now. Yeah, I, I think it was my, I pivoted my positioning. And I think <laughs> there was a, it. there was a swivel, like a pivot yeah. and, an, and a hype arm punch. Yeah, I think that was it. Okay. Now you have to do it every single time. Yeah. Well, okay. Boo Crew, it only it makes it makes sense. We are this is coming out. This episode will be out in um, Women's History Month, you know, of course. When it comes out. Yeah, we, we're done telling you all when we're recording that like it'll be out next week. It's it'll be out when it's out. Don't you worry about it. But we are celebrating International Women's Day the right way, if I do say so myself. Ourselves. <laughs> Sorry. We have actor. Creator of a Broadway body and owner of the Megan Transcribes, Megan Gill, everybody. Let's give her a round of applause. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> yes, this is going to be. I'm so excited. My theater girl. Well, I was going to say something very inappropriate, but I figured I'd edit myself. <laughs> I really just edit full edit. Everyone heard it. There was a weird pause. I was going to say my theater girl, my theater girl nipples are hard for what we're about to talk about. I committed. Then you said it anyways. Because I felt like I had to. I had to. I had to. So so good to meet you. I was trying to be professional for like a second. Listen, (laughs) Megan, thank you so much for joining us. Of course. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. And you're fresh off an event. Like fresh off an International Women's Day event and here with us. So thank you for that. That's awesome. Yes, of course. I feel like is really excited you're here. So I am. I was like, does she want to do she wants to do it sooner? AMQ, can you answer the group chat, please? (laughs) (laughs) It's true. She's like, are you are you are you do you have your messages muted? (laughs) Are you seeing seeing these messages? Like, oh my turn God. your notifications Period. on. Damn it. <laughs> Make a bird chirp when someone messages you on Instagram. Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. Here we are. This is how we do it. You know that we have to do the questions. So we'll speed ahead. You're just, we're just throwing you right in here. So here you go. You're okay. Welcome. I'm going to, let's I have just, no idea. We're just going to warm you up. There's a few, there's a few that are going to be repeats, but I think that they're just so interesting to hear from everybody. So one is if there was one thing that could grow on a tree, what would you like that to be? (laughs) Oh, (laughs) interesting. Because I feel like a lot of people would say money, right? But like, no, too, too boring. Too boring. Whatever you want. There's really no wrong answer here. Hey, this is your life. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) You are not boring. So do you. Uh, puppies that's kind of weird no that's a good one <laughs> puppies as if there are for this <laughs> no that's a good one puppies growing on could you wait can we just all take a second everybody close your eyes imagine walking down the street 
and just a bunch of puppies are just in the tree. Maybe not hanging from the tree because that could be <laughs> that's, weird. That's, that's what I was trying to picture, though, because I was like, <laughs> puppy puppies growing on trees. <laughs> just like different types of puppies, like all kinds of dogs, right? Just hanging there like with their arms up. <laughs> like, come get me, please. My paws can only hold on so long. Um, I don't know if that's what they'd say, but it seems right. AMQ, have you ever answered this question? I'm, I was trying to remember. I was trying to remember because I'm I'm remembering a lot of other people's answers to this question. <laughs> I I think I don't remember if I did, but I think if I did, I said something really ridiculous like figs, and you were like, they already. Uh, <laughs> I, already the fig farm. Uh, well, we'll circle back. We'll circle back. Yeah, I think I think if I could have one thing that grew on trees, like if, it, if we're being like really, if we're being abstract, like it's not an actual thing, it mm -hmm. would be like, uh, like tolerance. <laughs> Whoa. Like, Whoa. yeah, like, like, you know how I have like a, a negative fuse, right? Like I don't have a fuse. My fuse is, my fucks have been given. They've just been, mm, they're all Becca gone. talks about them being carefully distributed. I didn't even, the problem is I didn't carefully distribute them because if I had, I would still have fucks, you know? So that's mm -hmm. a problem. So I just wish that I had like, I could just like go to a tree and be like, okay, I'm going to like borrow this much fuse for today and enter the day with this. You know, mm. like that's what I mean. I know Great. it's very abstract, but that's what so I mean. So we're going to have a bunch of tolerant puppies on trees. <laughs> <laughs> Great. No. Great. How do you feel about pineapple on pizza? Not a fan. <laughs> Me either. I can't. Do, I feel like, AMQ, this is something you like, though, I feel. Yeah. I, I'm not just saying I, that because you're vegan. No, but I answered this question. I said, last time you asked this, I said, I remember this because I loved Hawaiian pizza before I was vegan, but you mm. cannot have Hawaiian pizza without bacon. Like if you try and put oh. like tempeh or like, you know, tofu or some other kind of protein on Hawaiian pizza, it just doesn't work. So mm. I, I haven't had Hawaiian pizza since I went vegan. It's been like over five years because it just doesn't feel right. You need something salty and, and fatty, you know? Mm. You could just, you just, you don't want to break the veganism for some Hawaiian pizza. It's not that. I mean, I mean, listen, I have, I've just never put myself, you know, people like, I don't put myself in that situation. I just haven't been in the situation where Hawaiian pizza is offered to me. If it Great. is, maybe Great. I'll do it. <laughs> okay. If you were taken hostage five years ago and you just came back to the world, what would you be most surprised bit with? Oh, this is a good one. <laughs> Ooh, your facial expressions. The thought. This is when I the thought I wish it wasn't a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God we're recording. <laughs> oh my God. I don't know. I guess like it happened with the pandemic and now like everyone's working from home. Like Okay. Good one. Good one. Yep. Right? I love it, but it's definitely not the way the world used to be. Totally. Yeah. You'd be like, what? What's Zoom? <laughs> we should have all gotten, we should, just like we all should have bought shares in Tesla, we should have all bought shares in Zoom. If only. Yes. <laughs> yes. I will round out this game with what is the weirdest smell you have ever smelled? Weirdest smell. <laughs> I'm trying to rack them. Hmm. She's like, I've tried to forget them. <laughs> yeah. My own farts. 
That's a good one. Yes. 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 Good one. That's probably the that's an honest answer. And we are here for it. So good to meet you. We've all just met face to face and we're already talking about nipples and farts. Yes. Love it. So us. V on brand for us. Yes. Yes. Speaking of farts, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> Becca, Becca's really been working on her segues. You know, sometimes they're fine. I try so hard. I really do. I try so hard. Okay. As a fellow Broadway and theater lover here, what would you say is your favorite Broadway show? Ooh. Or oh, a fave. Because sometimes that's hard. Yeah, that's. And I'm like different ones for different categories. Yeah. Um, I the favorite one I've ever been was either Crazy for You or 42nd Street. So I'm a big fan of like the cl- like classic musical theater, a big tap number. Mm. But if I'm watching, I want to see something like a little bit more contemporary, like the last five years. I know it's so everyone loves the last five years, but I'm obsessed. Like I love how... I just love how real that shit is. Not that theater isn't real. Yeah. You know, it's it's real. Yes. But there's a lot of fluff, a lot of dancing, a lot of everything. But this, I'm like, you could do it in a, like last half years, you could do it in a black box theater with like, like just completely down and it would just be like so beautiful. But now I'm dying to know. See, this is a tough I one. I got nothing, so I can't help. So I'm going <laughs> to both of you and make notes. I'm going to be like, and watch all these. And there we go. Um, I'm a good old faithful for Wicked. I do love Wicked. I saw, when I saw Wicked with Jessica Vasquez Alphaba, I don't think I can ever see it again. <laughs> I felt like when she divided gravity, we were just making eye contact. I was, I was in the middle. <laughs> I was like, whoa. She looked at me. Did you see that? They were like, no, that's not at all what happened. Um, <laughs> it could have been. Could have. Could have been. Could have been. But I, I don't know, man. I feel like that's just like an overall one. There were so many I was supposed to see before um, the world shut down and the theater industry, which we're going to get into, had shut down. Um, I really wished I saw Jaggy Little Pill. I'm excited that's going on tour, though. Me too. Yeah. I had a yeah. friend in the Broadway production. I was like, amazing i really my friends have seen it so they're like you can't you can see it more than once and see something new and beautiful about it each time it was one of those shows that you could just see over and over and over again yeah so all right well amq i have a memory of watching joseph in the technicolor dream coat yeah <laughs> yes look at you I, I i we my school was an art school so growing up, growing up, so my elementary school was an art school. And then actually my high school was an art school as well. Wait, I just, what? I just didn't do the arts in my high school. Yeah. It was weird. I got <laughs> How am I just finding this out about you? Well, because I was in like, I, was, I did everything. Like I was in choir. I played the piano. I did all those things. Like I did the things I needed to do to get into an art school. But then I didn't <sighs> do them after it. <laughs> like I just didn't care to do it. So if I put a piano in front of you right now, you could like play a song. I could play like a very basic. (laughs) Oh, that's yeah, that song. (laughs) Malin, 
play the song. Melon, Melon, play the song. Whatever song you think she was just talking about, Melon, plug it in here. We speak to our producer sometimes throughout. Love it. Listen, it was great. I remember it being really great, that, that play. And I remember my teacher that took us was like so obsessed. Like she was huge. Into the, into the theater scene. But one thing that I will say, the closest thing I can even relate to you guys on is I love um, comedy, like stand-up comedy, live comedy. And I am obsessed with Second City. And before the, before the pandemic, I was going to, they're usually in Toronto do, it's a school here. They have a school of comedy here in Toronto, like in Chicago as well. And some of the people I went to university with are on Second City and I have a good friend of mine. It was like our tradition to go for our birthdays. That's like the closest thing I can relate to when it comes to Broadway, but like Second City is is awesome. So that's that's all I got there. All right. Hey, I'll take I can't it. believe you played the piano. Yeah. Play the piano. And like, I don't even know you. And like, I don't and e- like the little, and the little, what's that? The symbol thing? The triangle? Who plays that? You played the triangle? Yes, because I was part of choir and they needed you to be like, you were the triangle girl. Oh, <laughs> I'm never going to let this go. That I hope you know. so much. I'm never, ever like, going to let like this I go. I was like, I was like, P-A-T-M, someone pay attention to me. <laughs> Is that what that stands for? I had no idea where you were going with that. <laughs> P-A-T-M, yeah, pay attention to me. Oh my gosh. All right, moving on, moving on. (laughs) Pivot, (laughs) pivot. (laughs) All right, how has dance slash the theater industry impacted your relationship with your body? Ooh, God, this is, this is it. This is the question, right? This is it. There's no more horsing around. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) They're in it. (laughs) (laughs) So I started dancing first when I was like, you know, when everyone dancing, when they dance, I don't know if that's fair to say, but like, like young, (laughs) in like tiny. Yeah. So it was like, she's like, I walked now I'm dancing. Yeah. (laughs) Like, okay, maybe I was in a class when I was like four. I don't know, but it was like small. So I, and I spent time in dance up until I was in like, like seventh, I think is when I told my mom that I just wanted to do theater. Um, eventually found musical theater, brought, brought it all over. But wow, it's it's wild sitting here thinking up in front of a mirror. Just like always, always staring at yourself. Always looking at yourself. You know, the costume, the hair, the makeup, like from when I was little. And it's it's crazy to think about because... I was, I was in it and I was, especially when I was in high school and college, like deep and struggling things with my body image. And I didn't understand or didn't know where they were coming from or know what exactly was going on. Now that I'm so far removed from, well, removed from those experiences, I see with a different lens, like just what was going on, not only with like myself in the mirror, but with the particular people who were leading the programs I was in and like the gatekeepers history and all of these things that you feel like to be something else to impress or to even get an opportunity in school to perform, you know, like auditioning for that. 
like the one, two shows a year, <laughs> you're crossing your fingers. Like, it's just like, let me be in. No. <laughs> yes. Of course. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. That's like, stress. Oof, big time. Stress for sure. And I think for me, like when I was younger and I never know how to say this properly, but I feel like the body I'm in now is where I'm supposed to be. I feel good. But when I was younger, I was definitely like more of a plus size child. And in high school, uh, I was auditioning and I had an uh, and not not or mostly auditioning for musical theater in high school, getting cast. <clears throat> and then I had a incredible mentor who was my voice teacher in high school, basically like sat me down and my mom down and was like, Hey, like, this is just the way the industry is. Like, it's not you. It's not your fault. Like, you are so talented. You are so beautiful and wonderful. But, like, this is just the way it is. And she had come from the same world. So that was, like, kind of the first moment where I realized it was, like, going to potentially affect my passion for exploring this type of work. Um, Which is interesting because I was listening to a podcast recently where this gentleman was talking about like meant he knew he was fat <laughs> and I was like oh shit like that hits for me like that definitely happened to me like in middle school and so when I got to college I lost weight fast not in a health looking back on it because at the time I was like oh go me like everyone's praising me like this is great I'm getting cast but then coming out of college and being like, I'm so like mentally not okay. This is not how I want to be living my life. And I don't want to be struggling like this. And to now finally being like, oh, <laughs> like look at the cycle of what I went through. And then that like what my peers went through in college. Um, Cause a lot of us in college had the opposite experience that I did. And so it's like really messed up. You like, wow, like that is a perfect example of what is going on in these institutions, like in these programs, in the industry. Like, this is not cool. (laughs) I can't imagine hearing, having that conversation in middle school, which is already, we were just talking about this before, um, the most vulnerable and just uncomfortable years of your life in mentally, physically, emotionally, like you're already all over the place. So I feel like hearing that must have really solidified like, oh my gosh, like this is a, an issue. We're using air quotes again. We love air quotes here and I got you, boo. Um, <laughs> but like, this is now an issue that I need, if I want to live, like you said, my passion, this is going to be something I need to tackle, which is like, what? no, yeah. no, none of us should I ever relate to that whole mirror thing because you're right. Like I, I was a competitive gymnast, but my mom also put me in dance, but I'm not a dancer, okay? I danced and I was not a dancer. But <laughs> I had those like hip hop, my hip hop classes were my favorite. I loved them. But the outfits that I had for hip hop class were just so, like when I look back, I'm like, why did they let us wear these? Like I remember doing one choreographed dance to Mo Money, Mo Problems. And it was this like evergreen velvet. I really hope I can find photos of this. I wish I still had this outfit. It, it's, it was like an evergreen velvet, long sleeved crop top with like gold bedazzled all over it. And on the butt, 
it was tights and there were dollar signs on each bun. And I was nine years old. And my mom, I mean, they don't know my mom, everyone else's moms, the dance instructors, everyone was like, so cute. Look at them whipping their hair back and forth. Fake eyelashes on, blue eyeliner. Oh God. And like, think about how terrible that is. Like, you're just objectifying yourself <laughs> at nine years old. But, you know, that's like, and then we all looked very different in these crop tops. Like I remember specifically, cause even making a nine year old wear a crop top, like uh, we're all gonna look a little different, you know? Yeah. And I remember being very aware of that and being like, whoa, we do not look like, look the same in this odd, terrible, very sweaty velvet outfit that we're all wearing under these uh -huh. stage lights. <laughs> yep. It's so funny. Yeah. I feel like what's very interesting is that all three of us became aware of our bodies. That so my, I was in dance class and it was the first year I was in fourth grade and it was the first year that our costumes for our recital had a crop top. And I was one of the bigger girls in the class and I kept pulling it down and I kept noticing like, oh, I have a little, I have a little role here and no one else does. Maybe I shouldn't have it if I'm the only one that has it. And my mom, God love her. She was, she just knew that I was uh, like insecure. So she was trying to like, she, they shouldn't be having these girls wear them. Like they shouldn't. And I was like, oh, so it is wrong. And she didn't know that that's what she was doing. She was trying to like, she thought she was supporting me and like wanting me to be comfortable. But that was the very first time that like, and, and it is all in the same realm of dance, mirrors, hearing mirrors. like outfits, costumes, and all of the things. So we're going to dive a little deeper into that right about now. What inspired you to create a Broadway body? And like, tell us a little bit about what it is. So a Broadway body is a short film that I actually wrote a year ago this month, which is crazy to me. It's, it's the picture is locked and we're currently working with the composers to, to get music in there. So I'm like, whoa, it all happened so fast. <laughs> yes. That's amazing. That's wild. But, um, at the beginning of quarantine, I started a different journey with my body that I hadn't really gone on before. Um, I've been up and down all over, was in a pretty good place. And then my body just, as I'm sure a lot of ours did during that period of time, like during 2020, just started changing and changing and changing more. And, you know, we're all just trying to survive and live and like stay like mentally well and just get through everything. So in December, 2020, I, <laughs> this is like taking on a journey of the whole thing, love but it. I like, wrote this, I love it. <laughs> I wrote this whole poem kind of came out of me today. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Elizabeth Gilbert's big magic. Yes. Yes. <gasps> yes it was yeah. that it yeah. was moment. It all just came out and I was like, okay, like, and at this point, I'd know I I wanted to like create my own work, whatever that meant, and like my own film project of sorts. So I was like, okay, well, this isn't a script, but this is like everything I've done in the past. What at that point, eight months, nine months, like everything I've gone on, like this just came out, cool. And then I sat for three months, and then thing happened again, like another big moment where I wrote the script, and. So it, it, it came from my experiences with my body industry for the past, <laughs> how many years? I don't know, <laughs> but as long as I've been in it now. And then like, um, I have a couple peers and close friends of mine from my college because I studied musical theater in college, um, who 
had some really tragic conversation and were told some really horrible things in that program by professors. Um, and at that point, I was almost their side of it. So I was like hearing this stuff, but not experiencing it. Like, like I had experienced it in high school. So it was this very bizarre, but I kind of started talking with them a little bit more and was, they were telling me. And then once I wrote the script, went to them all. And I was like, Hey, can you like have a conversation? Like, tell me what actually went down. Like as much as you feel comfortable sharing, because as much as like this project has been healing for me in my own journey, I wanted to be healing for others and I wanted it to be analyzed and I wanted it to be like, I wanted everyone or not everyone, but like more people to be able to relate to the story. And I thought, well, how beautiful for me to pull together all of these women's different recounts of what they went through and make a little film. <laughs> That's so powerful. That really is when everyone shares their truth and speaks on it. It's almost like when you give it a voice, like you're doing, when you give it a voice, you kind of take your power back in that way. And you're like, no, now I'm having control over this narrative and it's what I experienced. And I'm going to speak up even if my voice shakes and it's a way to kind of just like regain that, you know, it's empowering for sure. And it makes you realize that like, wow, I'm really not alone. It wasn't just me. It's like you said, it's the industry wide and the things that have been said, I can't even imagine. I'm so excited. This trailer, ladies, gents, human beings of all, please go. And you're, we're going to talk more about the trailer in a second here, but it's just, I cannot wait for this to come out. It's going to be such an important film for people to see. And I hope that the right people that are in positions to make the change do it, see it. And it comes across their scroll or their world in some way, since we're all connected through the internet now. I'm so sorry that Bruno will not stop playing with this toy. Single dog mom problems. <laughs> right under my seat. <laughs> so hold on one second. But here we are. Continue. <laughs> um, we'll ask you, you kind of answered this, but we love to ask this question because... Everyone answers it, I feel like, very similarly, but also very differently. So we talked about being aware of our bodies, obviously, young, unfortunately, at a young age. But do you have a memory, like a distinct memory of when you first became aware of your body and what that felt like? Yeah, I love this question so much. Um, there are two. Okay. The, well, two that one you said brought um, what we were talking about earlier about the cause in, and being in dance at a young age. I was in uh, a competition group, like dance competitions. We were like group that stayed together for a couple of years and would go and compete at different conventions. Um, and I was the biggest girl in the group. And I think that I just knew from being like in elementary school that I wanted to be the, sm the smaller girls. I'm like, well, why don't I look like that? Am I not? That? I don't feel like I'm doing anything wrong. Like I'm not doing any, and I'm active. I was in every freaking sport imagine. It's like, um, you, you guys struck that memory in me that it was more so I was aware of like other people mm -hmm. in middle school. I have like, it's so vivid. And this is like the core memory that sits with me is we were being weighed in gym class. It was like sixth grade. Oh, 
unreal. But um, it's like a collective sigh. I guarantee you everyone listening to this just did a collective sigh. Like, why is that even happening? You know, of course, that's the sigh. Yeah. Like, ew, ew. Immediately, no. I hope, I hope that, I don't know how it works, but I mean, I would hope that that's not, I'm back as a teacher, but I just would hope that that's not. It doesn't, it doesn't doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. Okay. No. Yeah. Thankfully. But like, I remember my two best friends at the time and I, this is bizarre, but we like all weighed the same. Oh. So it was like, okay, like this feels normal and good, but also like we all looked different. So it was this, mm. a feeling like shit <laughs> because I didn't have a good relationship with my own at that point. But then now in hindsight, actually vocalizing it right now, I'm like, wow, that's pretty cool. And it speaks to that like, is literally just a number. It doesn't freaking matter. Like <laughs> It's literally just your gravitational pull. <laughs> yeah. It still like sits with me though as like one of those moments where I realized like, and oh, like we had to like run the mile and do the pacer and all that crap. And like, I was old last person. You know? So it just like brings me back to those gym class memories of being like, I'm last and everything. And <laughs> uh, yes. Those pacer tests, those are still a thing. I remember when I walk down the hallway and I hear that beep, I have like a very physical reaction. And then I go in there and I'm just like the most empathetic. I'm like, I get it. Let's go outside. Does everybody need one big sweaty hug? That wasn't fun for anyone. And you're going to talk about it as adults someday over drinks. I promise. I don't say that part to them, but like, I just want to be like, guys, this, these numbers are not important. How far you can stretch past your toe. Everyone's going to be great. You're going to be fine. <laughs> but think about in those days, in in that, on specifically on that day, it does mean so much to you. It's, it's the world. Yes. Yeah, like what else matters? Like your gym teacher is standing in front of you and is like, bend down, touch your toes. And you're like, that's all that matters right now. Yeah. I'm going to pull every muscle and I'm going to do the splits, like whatever you need me to do. Because yes. I remember that too. The yeah. scope, the scope of what was important and what you needed to do to be successful and what all of those things totally came down. And how interesting is it too, that like, those are still, we're all how old and we're still sitting here with this such vivid uh, core memories of these moments, like that we all collectively have remembered. It's just like, hello, let's change it. Let's make them a little bit different. If these years are the years that are so ingrained in our brains, let's make them something more than a pacer test and a weight check-in in school. Oh my gosh. Oh, so... In the official trailer, I know we talked about this before, um, you had asked the audience when you posted, what are three words that you feel after watching the trailer? So I would like to know what your three words are for your feelings making it or have seeing it come to life. What would be your three words? I'm going to cry immediately. <laughs> we love tears here. We Yes, I'm a big crier. We it's- encourage. No problem. <laughs> I love that. We're in good. <laughs> we all cry every episode pretty much. It's fine. AMQ's crying just seeing you get emotional, so it's fine. Yeah, I, ju- I just, I, I don't, I, I'm not good at this. <laughs> I didn't even bring tissues. Yesterday when we recorded, I brought tissues. I didn't need them. <laughs> still there? <laughs> are they still there? She said. They are not. We're full sleeve. We love a snot sleeve. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> 
Please carry on. Don't let carry on. Tears interrupt you. <laughs> All right. So, what are your three words of for feels? Um, definitely empowered. Um, very support. Supported. <laughs> yeah. Mm, wow. <laughs> There's so many. <laughs> I know. I'm just like, ugh. Proud. <laughs> yes. Don't hold back on that one. That's a very important one. I, I, it's you have to lean into that because I feel like we're we're told that like oh if you're too proud, then you come off as like you know conceited. But no, you absolutely. If anything, you should be standing on the mountains and the rooftops, being like, look at what I made. Everyone yeah. come see it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Especially creating something takes such vulnerability. And the vulnerability that came from the people that spoke on this trailer and into this film, all collectively, it's like, whoa, I feel like we all just, you know, whoo, you breathe a little bit easier. It knocks you for sure. I can only imagine. (sighs) I say this as if I've made tons of films. No. Every and reel is a short film. Every reel, every TikTok <laughs> is a short film. It's got to be the same. You just clip the sound, right? <laughs> so the end is coming What are those transitions like? <laughs> oh my gosh, those are such important words. Empowered. What was the second one? Supported and proud. Supported. Yes, good ones. Good ones. I felt really moved when I watched it. Mm-hmm. And like, I thought, I thought like... I thought like, okay, I'm not, I'm not this huge Broadway fan, but that doesn't mean anything that it still landed in mm-hmm. a way where I was like nodding my head in agreement and had that empathy. So I definitely felt moved, but also I, I, I was like, well, this is like a movement, like not mm-hmm. just, I'm not talking about like, oh my God, move your body. I'm talking about like, okay, shit, like. We're about to interrupt the system a little bit. And obviously Becca and I love that. That's mm. why we're here. So <laughs> so I definitely was like, oh, this is a movement. Like this is really, really big. So I, I know that the two of us have told you this, but I think it's really important to say it on the pod when it's recorded and for all the boo crew to hear that we really do believe in what you're doing. And we really do think that this is a movement and just just like claps and snaps for doing it because it's not easy to do anytime you share any, this is a very personal story for you and Mm -hmm. personal stories of other human beings in your life. And it's not easy to go and reflect and then reflect in a way that makes sense. Like you're regurgitating it in a way that's landing on the ears of people who maybe don't have the same interests as you, but still can relate. And Mm -hmm. that's talent. Like yes. powerful, powerful talent. So we just needed you to know that. That's yes. my two cents Crying. from the non-Broadway fan. <laughs> yes. I also, <laughs> just to piggyback off of what you were saying though, too, is that like as two women who are watching just the trailer, I can't, which I know we keep saying, it's not just the trailer, it's the trailer, but it's very important because there's two people here who are not, have not had the same lived experiences and worked in the same industry and still felt so moved and so seen in so many other ways. So although it was Mm -hmm. created to shed light on this industry and the things that need to change in it, that's why I think 
it is a movement like AMQ is saying, because it's going to have the ripple effect that maybe you didn't think was going to happen when you were making it. Cause it's like, Oh, we're making this to tell our stories and about this industry and to bring awareness and how there needs to be change and there can be change. But like, yes, yes here, but also here and there. And, and like the ripple effect of how that affects humans in general, especially women um, is monumental like it's just gonna move mountains for sure i really appreciate both of you sharing that (laughs) like that means so much to me and uh, you know when you're doing it i'm in the middle of it it's we're still in post-production i'm just like so close to it i'm this close to it right like we're making a movie we're making a movie but like i could not have like raised the funding that i did and i could not have been at this point without the message and without it being bigger than just a message. Mm-hmm. Like it, it really does affect people. And I, it just much to me to hear how it affected both of you too. Yes. Also, I wanted to say, I, I had a very like, uh, a very physical reaction, like a very excited physical reaction when I saw that the BODCON was posting you as yes! a to impact grant recipient. I was like, Totally, like, honestly, the the shit that I wish all women did more, which was like, I saw it and I was like, yes, Megan, yes, like, I'm like out loud. And then I immediately sent you a message, but like, it's I not as fun. Like, I wish you could have like been, there was like a GoPro or something recording me doing it because <laughs> I was just like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. Like, I'm in a messenger. And then it was like, also, are you going to come on the podcast? <laughs> Congratulations. Please. We need you on the podcast. Yes. Yes. So very, good. Very take, nice. a, take a beat and then also come on to, to, to speak, yeah. please. Yeah. <laughs> that was like huge for me because I just took yeah. a leap of faith. Like we, I mean, it would be so cool to do more with the film. And I know that I already, like we already raised like enough money to finish it, but then to be able to like the conversations and maybe show it in some school programs, that'd be so cool. I was just so, so honored to like even be recognized. <laughs> like, not that I had validation to do this, but it was like, like, like both of you are telling me now, like, okay, this is like, this is impactful. Like this is a revolution. Yeah. Like let's go, like, let's do big yeah. things with this, even without the funding, you know, <laughs> like, Yes, absolutely. That was really cool. Yeah, you don't need the validation, but like, we're happy to give it. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) truly, like, I think that it's hard, like you said, when you're so close to something, because Becca and I experienced this too with the podcast. Like, you know, we have days where we're like, what are we even doing? But then does anyone even care? Does that, is anyone listening? And then like, you know, we have conversations with humans like you and we're like, okay, we are giving this incredible human with a great talent and ability to connect the opportunity to share her story with more people and it's guaranteed going to impact other people. So at the very least, that's huge, right? And that's what we're here to do. So we're always going to be here to support you, like no matter what you come up with, mm-hmm. you know. Thank you. How beautiful is that, that that's what your mission is with this spot too? Like that just hits. <laughs> How freaking awesome. <laughs> women uplifting other women on international women. Right. We just, right? Right? Let's just all take a second for that. 
If you're listening, I hope you're shaking a beat. We should have released this episode immediately. <laughs> yeah. Next year, we should do a 24-hour episode. <laughs> a live stream. People can call in old school yeah. style. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I don't, I've lost my... my where Seven. I'm Seven. <laughs> okay. okay, so what works... What works? Sorry, that was me. That was my fault. I added. Sorry, I, like, I, I added an excited been, listen, s. It could have been works because it's like you know, it's like art. So yes, that's true. Works. Roll with that. Roll with that. That's exactly what I meant. Uh, okay, what work has been done needs to be done Oof, in the industry to be more inclusive, in your opinion? Ooh, yes. Well, I think that a lot of it starts at the base level. A lot of it starts in the writer's room. A lot of it starts in these college programs. Uh, there was, there's a headshot photographer that I freaking love. And she posted something one day talking about how it starts with her. She's the one who provides an inclusive space for folks to come and get their headshot taken. And she like takes the time to actually really see and I was like, yeah, that, yeah. like, that is what we need more of. Um, and you know, what? I, I love classical theater, but like cast whoever the hell you want, like stop casting, stop, stop whitewashing these freaking classical musicals. Just stop. Don't do it. Like stop. It's stop making your ensembles. Don't do it. It's so easy. It's so freaking easy. Like. Yep. We'll just, and I'm talking also at like the high school and college levels where like, for me, that was so pivotal. Like those moments stick with me and I'm so grateful to still be here doing this, but I just start breaks for all of the people like those, those experiences deterred them from really like pursuing the arts, which we arts, <laughs> we yeah. need those yeah. voices. We need diversity. <laughs> yep fires you up right you get like oh my god i need to be hosed down after this one but that it's it's just also once again representation matters yeah. across every platform across any industry across everywhere it's not just on tv or just in the models it's everywhere representation matters absolutely but something you just brought up that is really in, important and interesting is that Let's say you're trying to, you know, you're, you're putting together a play and you're casting. And let's say the pool of talent that you're pulling from isn't diverse. And the reason that it's not is because of what you just talked about. Right. It's because of the fact that they didn't make it there. Like right. you're still at this, but you did a lot of work and you pushed past stuff to get there. Some people just couldn't. They didn't have the resources available. They didn't feel as supported as you. They just didn't have the wherewithal. You're just a bad bee and you just went for it. <laughs> like not everybody is as resilient as you. And <clears throat> so it's tough because if you're trying to create diversity, but you're not pulling from diversity, then it's like, 
ugh, like it, you're just stuck. Like you're a cog in the machine, you know? You're like, what am I supposed to do? I'm trying, but I can't. And I don't, where do I pull from? It's such an interesting thing, thing to think about because I think it's really easy for us to be like, blanket statement. And this is just across anything. Like we need more diversity. But then it's like, okay, but maybe the problem isn't in the now. It's in what's happened before that led us to this issue where we don't have a pool of talent that's diverse, right? Yeah, those opportunities need to be available at the school level, the elementary school level, like all of those, they need to feel that from when you're a kid, because that's when it all starts. So if it's not accessible and they don't feel included, then they're probably not going to be opt to keep going and, you know, want to have those opportunities even available for them later in life for sure. So important. What advice would you give someone who loves the arts, but struggles with their relationship with their body? Like their dream is to get out there, but they holding them back is their relationship with their body. My heart. Breaks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I do think that the industry is shifting. And I think as a whole, we're getting there in some spaces. <laughs> um, I think people are just shifting in general. And I, I than the gatekeepers or like the professors and those people that maybe you work work with and look up to are starting to see what's happening and starting to make shifts. But you are enough. The world needs your your story, your body, who you are, where you've come from, where you're going. Like that's the beautiful thing about artists in general, people, of course, what you bring to the role is different than what anyone else does. And fully within the next two, five, 10 years, there's a lot more diversity on stage and film on TV. I know I'm in LA, a lot of the commercial film TV world out here really pushing for it. And I'm like, hell yes, let's fuck you. You're not going to cast me. I get it. And I love that. And I support that. Like, I am privileged to be in a cis female body. Like I want to make space for diversity, even if that means I lose out on the job. And I think that hopefully the theater world will follow suit and push for a lot more of that. I know there's a lot going on at a higher level, um, like on actual Broadway and off Broadway and in New York and everything. But I'm just told that People don't give up and don't let that stop them. There was a while that I didn't think I was enough or I quite talent or I wondered if I could actually do this because of my body and who I was and what I looked like, which hello, what you look like doesn't even effing matter in the grand scheme of things. I just really hope that people find that little resilience bone in them and just keep at it and keep it. Mm. That's such good advice. I'm sure the younger version of you probably needed that advice too. So I feel like when you feel, when you can skip to that part where you're speaking to the, your younger version of you, but then that's also a testament to the work that you've done too, to be able to speak so candidly and speak in such a way that's like, wow, I'm literally growing into the person that my younger self needed. And that's really powerful for all of the things that you do, but there's also for you, like aside from all the work and the things that you're doing, like that's also really important for you as a, as a person. So 
<sighs> Such good advice. Such good advice. Okay, so we're really excited about about this. We're so excited, obviously. <laughs> so we want to know, because obviously you're obviously excited about it as well, but we want to know what you're looking forward to in the coming months, but then, you know, even in the coming years, because you just mentioned that this is a year old and look what you've been able to do with it. So what are you excited about in the coming months, in the coming years? We want to hear it. <laughs> I'm so <excited laughs> cutest point ever. That was the cutest that was. ever. It was a genuine giddy, like, ha ah. <laughs> Everyone should, if you don't feel about the future, like the sound that just came out of Megan, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> I know a lot of crazy shit on the world right now, but yes. yes. There's that little bit of excitement. <laughs> yes. About doing things to change the world or hopefully try. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to just the darn thing. <laughs> hey, of all. But it's been a really lovely so far. And we've, we've had a day away, which is a big thing for me. So I'm excited to hire the last few people we need to hire for post-production, finish it. And then I'm going to start submitting it I'm going to submit it to festivals next two years. I'll start off this next year with the bigger festivals and then circle back around the following year and submit it to um, smaller local festivals. So I'm just like, it doesn't matter what happens at the festivals, like if we get in or if we win or whatever, but I'm just hoping that we do get it so that people can see this. And I truly have faith that like, like even hearing the both of you today, I'd be like, this is important. I'm like, okay, remind yourself. Like, this is important. Like, yeah. you're not crazy in your head thinking it's needed. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> really needed. <laughs> and hopefully those people will see the short. Wow, yes, we should show this at festivals. Even just to show this message with those people at that festival. Whatever. But I'm just excited to have that journey because this is my first short film that I've ever created. So I'm um, getting to do the whole process from start to finish <laughs> and I'm just excited to share it with more people and then we're gonna have a premiere here in LA in the so fall cool. yeah. that's awesome it'd be like amazing eventually to be able to show it well, even if it was at a fest um in New York and then I'm from the Chicago area so I'd love to do one in Chicago too keeps there could come see it so whether that's at a festival or I do just like a premiere or something down the line, I would really just like to share it with many people as possible. Yes. Oh, it's coming. I can't wait to be like, oh, yeah, guess what? Check, check out episode whatever. Yeah, I know. It's, oh, it's right? tr oh, it's oh. trending. Cool. <laughs> we yeah, she wasn't even done yet. She was not even in post-production. Okay. Like, don't she forget about the little people. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> and I love what now that we're living in a world where so much is streamed, like get yeah. get putting it on different platforms too allows that accessibility to be broadly advertised and like seen by so many more people, which is amazing. So hopefully, hopefully that happens for you. Can we know there is that link? Thing. 
Yeah. Well, you just have the right. I really do think that you have so many, like, like, like I said, I know nothing about nothing about nothing when it comes to the theater world, but I do know, and I can very confidently say that Becca and I have aligned ourselves very well with a lot of humans in the body confidence space in just like fucking the confidence building space (laughs) that also think what you're doing is incredible. So I just know. I just know that it's already got a reach beyond Broadway. Like before you even released it, you have the BODCON supporting you. And then every single human being who is enthralled by everything that they do is invested in anything that they support. Right. So Mm -hmm. there you go. So I just think that you've done such a good job of putting yourself out there. And with anything like this, it's the hardest thing to do because you do kind of get in your own head and in your own way and you don't need the validation, but sometimes it's nice, right? So (laughs) it's just nice to know that you have that because you're just in all the right rings. Like Becca always talks about Brene Brown and putting- I love Brene Brown. (laughs) Same. Yeah, she does. Putting yourself in the ring and also in that same space, not listening to anyone who's also not in the ring because there's always that right. Yeah. And sometimes it's the voice in your own head. That's that person. It's like, no, we're not here. You're not coming into the ring with me. You're sidelined. They're in the ring though. And they shouldn't be. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. (laughs) Kick them out. Like, no, I'm giving, give me your ticket back. Your tickets revoked. You don't belong here. There's no time. The VIP box. Go away. There's there's no space for this here. (laughs) So freaking true. Is there VIP boxes in Broadway? I don't fucking know. I'm just talking about like a concert. (laughs) Opera? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that. I don't know. We'll but go with all it. All I can picture is the Muppets guys up in the little, what are those things? Like, <laughs> in the wings of the theater. Yes, yes, yes. Same, same, but different. Yeah, same, same, yeah. but different. Oh, no. We are so excited to see what you are going to be doing in the next few months and in the incoming years, because this is just the beginning. And I know that it feels like you're this close to it. Like you were saying, Sue, that scope is a little bit narrowed in, but you're putting your head down and you're doing the things and you're doing the work. So when you can finally take a step back and take that deep breath of like, okay, let's see what I did. (laughs) Let's see what this does. It's going to be like, Whoa. So there it is. And we're so excited to cheer you on along the way, of course. And don't worry, boo crew. I know you're like, Oh, but where, where can we find her? You already know that we're going to blow up her Instagram notifications with all the tags. And we will put the links to all of the things in our show notes. And Megan, is there anywhere where you want the people to find you on socials? Yeah, you can find the film's Instagram at a Broadway body, or you can find me at a Megan Gill. Perfect. And we will, again, put those tags in the show notes. Super easy for y'all to find. Thank you so much for sharing your time, your space, your vulnerability with us tonight. I'm so excited for everybody else to hear it. Um, Boo crew, you know what to do. You know what to do. We say it all the time. If we have to reach through this, if you don't (laughs) fucking email us, hello, hello with three O's at I got you boo pod.com. Slide into our DMs at I got you boo pod. We're also in the works of coming up with a voicemail box. So, oh, yeah, because you don't email. Therefore, don't want to email your Abby shit. Dear Abby, yeah, I got you boo. Yep. Dear, I got it's gonna be 1 800 fucking call me. <laughs> and it's gonna be, and we're gonna just play voicemails and it's gonna be great. Don't you worry, it's coming. You think it's, you think we're joking, Boo Crew, and I can assure <laughs> yeah, yeah. you we are not. Listen, 
we have proven time and time again that we do what we say we're going to do, even if it takes a little longer. <laughs> yep. Yep. Slow and steady wins the race here. But thank you. We will see you all next week. We're going to do a little roundabout here. I, I got, got you, you boo. boo. Ooh, good one. Kate, hey, thanks. Love you. Bye. bye. Yeah, that was better than ours. Thanks for being here, Boo Crew. Love our vibe? Rate, review, share, and subscribe. And don't forget, follow us on Instagram at I Got You Boo Pod.